what is up, everyone? Welcome to the Gridiron Fantasy Football Podcast for Tuesday, August 10th, 2021. And I'm Chip, I'm your host, and thank you so much for listening today. If you're a new listener, thank you so much for joining us as well. If you'd like to share our podcast, you can find us over on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. If you'd like to watch us, you can watch us over on YouTube at Gridiron Fantasy Football. So please do me a favor, support the show, hit subscribe so you don't miss any more episodes. And on today's episode, we're continuing the series, Would You Rather?, um, and then today we're going to be doing the wide re- re- the wide receiver position. You know, the last couple of weeks I've been doing, I did the quarterback position. Now, uh, last week was the running back position. This week is the wide receiver. And I really like doing these uh, these videos because and podcasts because I feel like, you know, it is an extension to the mock draft. So if you're watching on YouTube and you've been watching the mock draft, I mean, I know I kind of give some explanation between who I would pick in that in that moment during the draft, but this gives you a little more detail about what all goes into, you know, picking a player. Sometimes, it, you know, it's just not as easy as picking the higher ranked player because it's all about where you think there's different tiers and different players that could give you better value. And are you going to be drafting a player at its top value or is there room there that you can grab someone else and then grab this one this one player later on to, you know, hopefully give you better value there and, and whatnot. So, um I really like this this series, and like I said, it's it's been fun for me to do because it kind of gives you a little more um, in-depth detail on kind of my process and when I think about certain players when I am picking some, um, you know, between two different players. So, like I said, we're doing the wide receiver position, and I, you know, picked three, uh, three pairs of players that are pretty close in rankings and kind of give you my input on who I would pick uh, between these three pairs of players. So, the first... Pair of, pair of players I got is Tyreek Hill versus Stefan Diggs, right? Uh, right now, Tyreek Hill is ranked as the consensus wide receiver one, and Diggs is the wide receiver two. Last year, Hill finished 2020 as the wide receiver two. He had 328.9 PPR points. Diggs was the wide receiver three with 328.6 PPR points. So uh, a fraction of a, of a you know improvement from Hill compared to Diggs. Um, now Diggs led the league last, uh, Diggs led the league last year in receiving with 1,535 yards and eight touchdowns. Hill was eighth with 1,276 yards and he had 15 pass, uh, receiving touchdowns. Now, obviously the chiefs have last year had the number one overall passing offense compared to the bills, uh, with the third overall offense, Tyree kill. He did get, uh, two rushing touchdowns. He had 13 attempts. Diggs had zero rushing touchdowns. He only had one attempt. So um, if you look at Diggs overall, he had over 30 more targets than Hill and then 40 more receptions than Hill. So that's a crazy stat that I didn't think and I didn't see until I was looking at these uh, comparables. And then Hill was thrown two more in the red zone and scored double the amount of touchdowns in the red zone, 14 to Diggs seven. So um, pretty, pretty massive difference on, on Stefan uh, Tyree kill to Stefan Diggs. Now, when it comes to their strength of schedule, sometimes when I draft a player, it's all about strength of schedule to me on who has a better strength of schedule throughout the, the regular season and throughout the playoffs. And honestly, they're, they're equal. There's not one player that has a better schedule than the other. Uh, so when you iron out what Tiger Kill did last year compared to Diggs, uh, based on what could be the chances of that being replicated this year, you know, honestly, I I'm leaning towards Tyree Kill. Even though Hill isn't, you know, Hill isn't the first option with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. You know, 
uh, t- Travis Kelsey will lead in targets and yardage there. Um, it's been like that, you know, for the last few years. Um, you know, the thing is like Tyreek Hill, but he does not have, he doesn't need a lot of volume to be a top five wide receiver or be the first, uh, the number one receiver to finish uh, throughout the fantasy season. So, I mean, that's the thing about Tyreek Hill. He doesn't need a lot of, you know, he's very efficient. He doesn't need a lot of targets to, to be a, a top receiver. And honestly, I think that with Sammy Watkins going to the, the Baltimore Ravens, I think that really helps Tyreek Hill and getting more targets. Uh, he'll he'll get a little bit of a bump in the targets. And, you know, I know they have uh, Miko Harmon still, you know, and, you know, Travis Kelsey, I got Tyreek Hill, then uh, Tyreek Hill, and then you got uh, Clyde Bertolaire in the backfield. But, um, you know, I want to go to the guy that has been relatively healthy throughout his career, and that's been Tyreek Hill. You know, last year was Stephon Diggs' first season. He played a full 16 games. Um, you know, so that's something about availability. You know, maybe this was the the turnaround for Stephon Diggs where we're going to see him play more consistently um, and not be, you know, missing games with, with, with injuries and all that. But, you know, I want to see a guy that is consistently giving me those, those top numbers. And Tyreek Kill has been that guy. He's so fun to watch. Um, he can score. I mean, both players can score at any part of the field, um, you know, but it just seems like the Chiefs just know how to do a little bit more better, you know, better than the uh, the Buffalo Bills, even though Josh Allen's no slouch. He has a rocket arm and Stephon Diggs is a pretty fast receiver, too. But Hill obviously is the is arguably the fastest receiver in the league. Um, but that's who I lean towards. I lean towards Tyreek Hill. And I love seeing Stephon Diggs being ranked so high because last year he was ranked somewhere in the 20s, if I remember correctly. And so for him to see him take take a huge jump from, you know, last season to this season is pretty cool to see. But like I said, I mean, I'm not going to be mad if he chose Stephon Diggs over, you know, Tyreek Hill. I know there's probably some players that will. Um, There's a lot to like about Stephon Diggs. I mean, he is the number one option. They're going to feed in the targets. I mean, he led all, like I said, he led the whole league last year in targets. So um, I think that, We'll probably see the same if he stays healthy. So uh, I wouldn't be mad there. But for me, if I had an option between the two in a PPR format, uh, I'm taking Tyreek Hill. Uh, then my second pair of players that I have here on my list is Calvin Ridley versus Justin Jefferson. So, you know, Calvin Ridley last year blew up. Um, he was a guy that was expected to blow up. It was almost like the Chris Godwin from the year before where we felt like Chris Godwin was going to be that guy. And, and last year it was Calvin Ridley. Now, right now, really is being ranked as the wide receiver five, and Jefferson is ranked at wide receiver six. Uh, really finished last year um, as the wide receiver five with 281.5 PPR points. Justin Jefferson was the wide receiver six with 274.2 PPR points, and really was sixth in receiving with 1,374 yards and nine touchdowns. And Jefferson was fourth with even 1,400 yards and seven touchdowns. Now, the Falcons' passing offense was fifth overall compared to the Vikings, who were 14th overall. Neither of them had any you know, any rushing touchdowns or attempts, um, but really had more targets uh, and uh, had more targets and receptions than Justin Jefferson, and really had more red zone and end zone targets than Jefferson. So, um, I think that that's that's going to be obvious based on the fact that the Falcons are a pass heavy offense. And the Vikings are a run-heavy offense with Dalvin Cook. So I think that when you look at that and you look at the strength of schedule, really has a slight advantage when it comes to strength of schedule. So if I had to choose between Ridley and Justin Jefferson, you know, I think uh, my choice, I slightly give the edge to Ridley. So I think 
Um, with Julio gone, you know, the sky is the limit for Calvin Ridley. I think that, you know, this is a guy that I felt like once they drafted him, he was going to be the one who took over for Julio Jones and Julio Jones is going to be the two. But I do think that with that being the case with Julio Jones now in Tennessee, Calvin really now has to see more of the tougher coverages and the corners. So I think there might be a little, you know, times where he could struggle there, but, um, I still think he's going to be a top wide receiver. I mean, Justin Jefferson is awesome. He is by far an electric player. You know, he is, you know, fun to watch. Uh, but you still have to take into account into uh, the fact that they have Adam Thielen still. Adam Thielen still going to warrant a bunch of targets. Um, you have Dalvin Cook, who is the focal point of that offense. I mean, they're a run-heavy offense. So Dalvin Cook is going to be the guy who uh, they, they kind of build around. And I think that because of them being more of a run-heavy offense, that's why my slight advantage goes to to Ridley. And I do think the Falcons may have a possibility of being more in the negative game script will help Ridley compared to when the Vikings are winning. Dalvin Cook is going to be the guy that will they'll lean on based on running the clock out and all that stuff. So I think that is, those are kind of two things you have to weigh. But um, my choice here because of that, of all the reasons I've listed, uh, I'm going to go with Ridley in that position. Now, talking to about Julio Jones, here's my third pair of wide receivers that I've been looking, you know, looking at. And this is Julio Jones versus DJ Moore. So Jones right now is the wide receiver 16 and DJ Moore is the wide receiver 18. Now, Jones finished last year as the wide receiver 52. Now, again, he only played nine games. So I still want to put the stat out there. And Moore was the wide receiver 25. Uh, last year, Moore was 11th in receiving with 1,193 yards and four touchdowns. Julio Jones was 41st with 771 yards and three touchdowns. Now, the Panthers' passing offense was 18th overall. The Titans were 23rd overall. Um, another stat, too, even though they're 23rd overall in passing, they were 30th in pass attempts. So that's a key stat there. Uh, neither of them had any rushing touchdowns. You know, obviously Moore had more targets than, and receptions because of the fact that Julio Jones only played nine games. Um, but I think if Julio Jones played more games, he obviously would have been uh, higher in the target share and the receptions than DJ Moore. Uh, last year, uh, Moore led the team in end zone targets for the Panthers. So you know, they brought in Robbie Anderson. They signed Robbie Anderson. They had a Curtis Samuel there. So uh, DJ Moore, you know, he, he still led the team with, with end zone targets. Now, looking at the strength of schedule, Moore has, Moore has one of the easiest strength of schedule for wide receivers this year. And the Titans have a pretty, you know, pretty medium to hard uh, strength of schedule. So um, when it comes to who I would choose, instantly enough, I'm going to take DJ Moore here. So uh, DJ Moore, you know, based on volume, and I think that with Sam Darnold, I think that's an upgrade over Teddy Bridgewater. I know that may be a controversial take, but I think that Darnold is an upgrade from Teddy Bridgewater. And the thing about Darnold, he likes favoring the slot too. So, you know, we got to think about with Curtis Samuel moving on to Washington. Now, do they put DJ Moore into the slot? Robbie Anderson plays on the perimeter. They put DJ Moore into the slot to try to exploit some of the coverages in the slot and get the mismatches. So I think with that being the case, there's a chance that, you know, that could be, you know, happening because DJ, uh, I'm sorry, Curtis Samuel was, was, you know, pretty up there when it came to slot targets. Um, so I think that, or that's what Samuel has 66 receptions from the slot. So I think if they add that to DJ Moore, I think there's a possibility that DJ Moore can actually have a 
really good year because the, this is one guy that everyone's been hoping to break out and he hasn't really had that breakout year. And I think this is a year that's possible that could happen if they're able to get him the slot a little bit more and kind of exploit that. Um, but the thing about Jones, right? So Julio Jones, obviously there's, you can't deny his talent. Um, Julio Jones, I think we'll still have a good year with the Tennessee Titans. The problem is, I think what I look at is that the Tennessee Titans, they, they, those wide receivers have to be extremely efficient. We look at volume and opportunity. They were 30th in passing attempts. So the opportunity for wide receivers to, to get a high volume in targets and receptions and touchdowns is really limited. And I think because obviously Derrick Henry being just like the Vikings, Derrick Henry is the offense. Like they just, you know, run you down to the run, you know, ground and pound. And hopefully that, get, that wears out the defense enough where they continue to to be able to score touchdowns and and whatnot, but that's the thing. I just think due to the low the low um, pass attempts for the Titans, I just think that Julio Jones. I I think that he, obviously he's the number two behind AJ Brown, and I think Julio Jones will benefit from um, softer coverage. But I still I still don't see him getting more target shares or having better numbers than what a Corey Davis did last year. Not saying that he's not as good as Corey Davis. He's obviously a lot better than Corey Davis, but I think that when it comes to how the offense is kind of built, I don't think Julio Jones is, I think he's going to be good next year, but I don't think that you're going to see like this wide receiver one type of numbers from him. Um, But like I said, I could be wrong, you know, and I'll be willing to take that if that's the case, but I just look at, you know, the offense, the offense is struck the structure of the offense and look at what they did last year in the past attempts you know, I just think that there's 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 opportunity there. But if I had to choose, I'm going to go with a guy with DJ Moore, who's probably going to have more opportunity, um, especially, you know, if he moves to the slot and all that. So those are my picks for today. So like like I said, from going from Tyree Kill and Stefan Diggs, I'm choosing Tyree Kill. Uh, Calvin Ridley versus Justin Jefferson, I'm going with Calvin Ridley. And then Julio Jones versus DJ Moore, I'm going with DJ Moore. So... That is it for today. You know, please like, comment, and share. Um, on the next episode, I'll be doing Would You Rather from uh, from the tight end position. So that will be the last video of this series. But I hope you really enjoy this series. And please hit subscribe so you don't miss any more of those episodes. And if you want to uh, if you want to find us and follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at the Gridiron Pod and on Instagram at the uh, Gridiron Baseball. So have a good day, and we'll see you next week. Take care. <laughs>